Hey guys, this is Laura, and welcome back to Let's Chat Healthcare. Hi Sam, thanks for joining me this morning. Hi Laura, glad to be here. I am really excited to have you on because as soon as I told our mutual friends about the podcast, um, they were like, you have to have Sam on, you have to talk to her, you have to have her on. So I'm really excited that you agreed to it and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I know they were very um, persuasive on coming on here <laughs> and talking about my <laughs> side well, I think that they think that your story is really helpful and I'm excited to have you on because I think it's really great to hear from people that have been patients but also work in healthcare because I think they just have a really great perspective on what the experience is like for both sides. And yeah, so I'm excited to have you on. Can you start by maybe telling us your story a little and also just maybe where you work? Or yeah. not where you work, but like what type of work you do. Yeah, of course. So my name is Samantha Ochoa. I am 20 years old. Uh, right now, I do work at Children's Hospital. Um, I'm striving to be a nurse. So that's one of the main reasons why I applied there. Um, but I have multiple sclerosis. I was diagnosed at the age of 15. My first diagnosis was um, it was pretty hard. I was diagnosed in Mar no February of 2018, but it was kind of misdiagnosed in the beginning. It was mm. just, I was told that I had low blood sugar because at mm. the time I was a wrestler. So for them to think that it was anything more than that wasn't something that they would have imagined. So coming into March, I was actually in family vacation when everything just kind of hit downhill from there. Um, I got really sick out in Mexico and I had to come back home. And from there I had to go do some MRI testings because I had a uh, severe numbness and tingling sensations down from my chest to my legs, down my arms. And the vertigo was really bad. And I don't know if a lot of people know what vertigo is, but it's basically that the equilibrium in your ears are off balance. So everything to me mm. was spinning. It felt like a, like a big roller coaster or like one of those circus, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those machines that everything's just spinning. And oh, so wow. um, for me, I just, I felt really sick. I At that time, I wouldn't have known what was going on. Um, mm -hmm. But coming out of that MRI, they basically told us that we're not sure if it's a brain tumor, if it's MS, if it's ALS. It was so many things that they couldn't just pick one. And that so from scary. there, yeah, it was. It was something that kind of put everybody at a like a hold and like, wait, like, pick one. Like, yeah. you can't just tell us it's multiple yeah. things, you know? <laughs> and, and then they, so, like, make you wait to find out a diagnosis, too. Oh, yeah. And so it's, it's funny because... It, for us, it was like, my mom likes to call me her golden child because I'm the one that gets sick out of everybody. So for oh her, she was like, she's like, if if it's not a cold, this is something like worse. So mm -hmm. from being at the ER closer to home, they ended up sending me to Children's Hospital. And from there, they did different tests. They did steroids. They did uh, lumbar 
acupuncture, I believe it's called. Yeah. Spinal tap. Yeah. So from the spinal yeah. tap, they were able to see that it was actually multiple sclerosis. And imagine mm-hmm. someone at the age of 15 going through all of these, just seeing needles, doctors, you know, it was even just a lumbar puncture. Like that's really scary. I think. Yeah, it, it yeah. was painful, even though I was, uh, you know, at that point paralyzed from my chest down, it was, it was, it was oh, pretty wow. painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so from there they would, they were able to kind of figure out wh- what I had and, so they decided that steroids weren't something that's going to help me. So they had to kind of skip a few process to get me to start hopefully feeling better. And Is so it because your did, symptoms were so bad? Yeah. So it went from being, you know, paralyzed from my chest down to not having sensation in my fingers. I couldn't oh, wow. pick up anything if I had my eyes closed or I was really like in a sense clumsy where everything I picked up, I dropped. Or I would bump into things. Um, we had noticed some of these things at home, but it wasn't something so like out of the ordinary type of thing. So we never mm-hmm. kind of uh, questioned it too much. So at yeah. that point in the hospital, it was like the being paralyzed. It was I had lost vision in one eye and I had lost color in the other. Writing for me, putting on my clothes, even moving around was really hard because I couldn't figure out what exactly I was doing or how to get my body to do the things I wanted it to do. Mm. And so it just it just started to get worse from there. From I started to get a stutter, trying to figure out how I can say my words. Um, mm. I couldn't remember the little things like numbers, colors. It was hard for me to – I can think it, but I couldn't say it. That's mm. kind of a way to explain it. Um that sounds really frustrating to have that feeling. It was. It was. It was hard, especially coming from a, like a Hispanic home where, you know, you kind of have to do for yourself. Um, yeah. Especially being the oldest sister, it was always like you attend to your siblings. You do things for them. And so not being able to do these things and having mm-hmm. someone do it for you, is it, it gets really frustrating. Yeah. And <clears throat> in that moment, you're probably like, is this how I'm going to feel forever? Like, is there something that's going to help me, like, help these symptoms go away? Yeah, definitely. And it it was really hard listening to the doctors, you know, kind of tell you, like, we don't know if you're able, you're ever going to be able to walk again, or if you're ever able to draw. I was really big in art when I was in high school. So it was something that really devastated me to know that I can never do these things again. They could never 100% guarantee me that I'd be 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really scary, especially at that age when you're still trying to figure yourself out and then you start to have all these symptoms and you're trying to just be a normal kid and have normal kid problems. And then you start to have all these things piling on top. Yeah, and and also coming from being a wrestler in high school, so for me it was always like yeah, exercise, fitness, you know, running, doing all these things, and knowing that I may never be able to do that again. Mm -hmm. That really scared me. So thinking back to when you were in the hospital at that age, you were like fifteen. You said right? Yeah. Like what? What do you think? What was your perspective on? the hospital, did you feel like you were able to understand what was going on or did you feel like they were explaining things to you well or 
Like, I would love if you shared a little bit of that. For the most part, I, I kind of grasped what they were telling me. But okay. I feel like, in a sense, I was trying to not not think about what I was going through, but in a sense, like, just kind of push it in the back of my head. And oh, I would yeah. always have this smile and, like, I would make jokes. That was my way of coping with things. Mm. And kind of, like, detach from it a little. Yeah. It was it was just like, oh, it's it's happening. Like, let me just mm-hmm. put it in the back mm-hmm. burner and I'll I'll get to it later, type of thing. It, is there something that you <laughs> wish um that you would have had as a resource during that time? Or do you think that like it went pretty smooth? For the most part, you know, being a children's I mean, I guess as smooth as it can be, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um it went honestly, I think the nursing staff really really made things a lot more easy for me to be able Mm -hmm. to understand what I was going through um child life at the hospital which is basically like a program um to help kids kind of cope in being hospitals and and give them things to do so they're not just sitting in a room um Mm -hmm. they really helped me to you know not feel that it was going to be over right then and there you know I always had hope along the way. So it, it made it an easy, easy process. That's as good. easy as it can be. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like as smooth as it can be. <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, um, so you later now in life decided that you wanted to work <clears throat> in healthcare and you work, what What do you work in the emergency department as? Like what's your role? So right now I am, a registration rep so I kind of deal with like the insurance process and make mm-hmm. sure that the patient is cleared for any like medical things that are done or any medications mm-hmm. so I have to make sure that like insurance and all the demographics which is basically making sure that their address names and things like that are all correct for mm-hmm. any other visits or anything in the future what what made you want to work in healthcare? After your experience, because I could see someone going through this experience and being like, I don't want to deal with the hospital ever again more than I need to, you know, like what made you want to work in healthcare? Yeah. So, um, well, first, my first day at the hospital, um, I was admitted March 30th of 2018, mm-hmm. and I wasn't released until May 4th. So I had to kind oh, wow. of, I had, I had to go through the medical portion of getting better. And then I had to do rehab, which is relearning how to walk, how Mm. to change myself, bathe myself, kind of learning as an adult how to do what a baby learns to do in a short matter of time. Um, But that wasn't my only stay at that hospital. Um, In 2021, when COVID hit, I was admitted for COVID for a really long time. I actually got really sick. I was uh, first in the ER, then I was sent to the floors in the hospital, then I was sent to the PICU, which is um, pediatrics ICU. Um, mm-hmm. From there, I kind of, I, I really got a sense of what the nursing staff has to go through and um, just the things that they do to help the kids feel better. And that really inspired me to, you know, want to go into healthcare. And at that time, I was in college and I was a kinesiology major. And that kind of sparked because of going through rehab and relearning how to do things and them teaching me, you know, how to be able to support myself again. 
So in the sense, I've always wanted to do some form of healthcare. I never knew exactly what. And so COVID came around and I actually was able to, once I got better, I was like, you know what, you know, that that's for me. I, I got a second chance and I, I want to be able to, you know, kind of pursue something, kind of give back in a sense. That's awesome. That's really great. Um, it sounds like the nurses were really those like kind of like middlemen for you between you and the healthcare system kind of explaining things. And I think that it's awesome that they can make that experience for you. And I think that it's so important to talk about these things because you can see how much of an impact I think in your story, like how much things would have been different if you wouldn't have had good nurses or you wouldn't have had like someone who really understood you or if you didn't feel understood. So I think it's really important to talk about these things because like it makes such a huge difference for such an important part of your life. And I think that it's really great to just talk about that. So now that you work in healthcare, what new perspectives do you have or what, what are you, did you start working in your healthcare and you're like, wait, I don't want to do this anymore. Or you're still like, wait, let's do this. <laughs> so honestly, working in the emergency department, it's really kind of changed some of my views, not mm. in a bad way, but more so like I, at first I wanted to be able to work on the floors, like one-on-one -on -one with patients, but being in the emergency room, like seeing, you know, how much what's going on and it's like you have to be like quick on things and that really like yeah. got me motivated to be like hey like I, I want to be an ER nurse I want to be able to you know help these kids as best as I can and and that really did um as a patient itself I I saw how great work like the nurses do and how amazing the staff is and you know how quick on their feet they are and then on the other side of things um you know, I see how much work is put into doing mm -hmm. all these things and be able to make things happen in the mm -hmm. sense of a hospital setting. So that really like pushed me to be like, you know what, like, yeah, like I'm, I'm for this, like I, I want to do it. And I've made how a lot of coordination. Along the way. What was that? I was just how much coordination goes into just like oh, one yeah. per person. <laughs> oh, crazy. yeah, definitely. And I see like, you know, the struggles and the ups and downs yeah. in the hospital and it's like it's something that I want to be a part of one day and be able to mm -hmm. you know in a sense give back for myself of, of what I went through and be able to give back to the hospital and the nurses that helped me and hopefully be able to help other kids you know ex have better experiences yeah that's awesome I I would love to hear about how being a patient has maybe affected your perspective about working in healthcare? Like, do you feel like that affects your job, like even right now as a registration rep? It, it definitely is hard uh, just because yeah. I, I work where I'm, I am a patient, you know? So yeah. that hospital is all I ever see most of the time. Um, <laughs> I do receive um, a chemo type drug for my MS every six months and another medication called IVIG through infusion. Um, and that kind of, you know, helps me be better uh, mm -hmm. with my sickness, but it's, it's a little hard always being there. Like it's, it's not something yeah. that I can kind of push behind. It's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. Cause as a patient, 
working there, it's like sometimes it's a, it's a little tiring to be, be yeah. in the same place where you kind of live some traumatic moments and also have had like some of the greatest moments, you know? And it probably brings back those memories pretty frequently. And like, like you were saying that when you were a patient, you tried to kind of like distance yourself from the situation when you're working in the same place where you're getting the treatment. It, it's going to be really hard to do that. Yeah. It, yeah. it definitely, it makes me question sometimes like why I got into healthcare um, yeah, I tell myself like, like you already live here as it is. Like, you, you want to work here now? <laughs> like, um, it has. I feel like it's good and bad moments, but mm-hmm. um, mostly good to be honest. Because I feel that it's shaped me who, to who I am right now, and um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that your experience as a patient is going to change you as a nurse? Like, what do you think? How do you think that if you were a nurse and you didn't have this experience, how do you think that that would differ from having that experience as a patient? I feel like, you know, with what I have and the experiences that I've, you know, got to live becoming a nurse, I I have a better understanding as to what the kids feel what why they they fear coming to hospitals you know Mm -hmm. I have a better understanding um to their point of views on whatever they're going through you know Mm -hmm. and I got to meet a lot of amazing kids being as a patient in that hospital and hear their stories and I think hearing their stories is you know also what inspired me to work in a healthcare job because it, Mm. it wasn't for them and their stories, I don't think I would have made that turn that I made. Um, But on the other, if I felt like I didn't live those, or if I didn't live those experiences, um, I don't think that I can have that connection with the kids Mm. if I wasn't, you know, if I didn't have those experiences. So I wouldn't be able to understand exactly what they were going through. In a sense, everybody lives different stories, goes through different things, uh, no matter what they have. Um, But I feel like in a sense, I'm able to understand, you know, living there for long periods of time or just going through doctor's appointments all the time, medications, Mm -hmm. all these different things. I feel like I'm able to understand and be more uh, compassionate and understanding of what they're going through. I always think it's a really interesting balance of understanding what they're going through, but also being able to be distant enough where you can make decisions for the best of all the patients. Like I'm sure you know, especially working in the ED, you're so busy all the time that it's like, how do I, I want to listen to all their stories and I want to be able to understand them, but I also can't get too tied down. where I am not able to attend to the other kids or like you want to give a fair amount to each patient. So I think that it's, that's like one of the hardest things about working in healthcare is being able to have that balance. And also just being a patient, I bring, and I know it for you, it probably brings back all these like emotional feelings, like you were saying. So like if you were to connect with every patient that way like I feel like you could get burnt out so easily like just like 
if every kid reminded you. So I think it's just a really interesting balance of I want to understand you and I want to be able to be here for you, but I also need to be able to be here for everyone else. Oh, you yeah, know? definitely. I think it's a hard balance. I think working in the ED has really shown me also the other side. Um, even as a patient, um, being there, I could see, you know, the nurses wanting to give their all to each patient and give their heart to each patient. But I also see like the toll that it takes on them, you know, and I, and being there and living there for long periods of time, I got to, you know, see the great work the nurses do on, you know, trying to provide what they can to every patient. And I see the struggles, mm -hmm. especially in the ED, you know, and that, that makes me, that kind of gives me the balance of understanding as a patient and also understanding as a healthcare yeah, you know, worker. Yeah. So I get to see both. Yeah. And I think that as a patient, it, it could be really hard too, because this is your health and this is your life and you want the best healthcare, the best medication the best nursing treatment the best doctor treatment that you could get but also just understanding that like there's so many other people here that also need that yeah. and like how do you know as a patient like when to advocate for more how do you know when to be like hey this is this is as much as I'm gonna get or how you know and like how do you and I think that that's just hard from the patient perspective, too, because you're like, there's all these kids here. And just because of your, we're talking about children's hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, as a mom, even, you're like, I want my kid to get the best care. But I also know that there's all these other kids here. So it's such a hard balance. And I think that I've talked about this in a couple other episodes, too. But it's like some things that can come across cold, maybe from the healthcare provider perspective is just because we need to allocate resources. And I think the sad thing is that there just aren't enough resources for these things. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, especially with the shortage that the world has come to know right now of like nursing yeah. itself in healthcare. And I think that's made everybody's job a lot harder. And so having that balance yeah. is, is really hard to have. And, and it's like, if, do I have to be understanding or do I have to be kind of like, 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 Hey, like this is what it is and kind of rude yeah. about it. It's kind of like yeah. you have to have a little bit of both. And, and that's, it's hard to do, especially with even in, in other hospitals besides, you know, working at kids hospitals, it's like to have that, you know, patience is also like that urgency of like, Hey, I have to do what I have to do to take care of my patients, yeah. but also to provide to everybody as best as that I can. And I think, mm -hmm. Some people don't get to live that experience as I have, you know, being a patient and also working in that field. And I think now that you've worked in it, I feel like if I were to go into the hospital as a patient, it would be so hard for me to know when, like, when can I ask for something more, like I said, and when, when am I, like, causing too much and what is, like, what is my like limit there I don't know do you ever feel like when you go into the hospital and like you need something like you're not sure if like you should ask for it or you're not sure because you've worked in healthcare and you know how crazy it is like how hmm. sorry I'm trying to think of the wording here let me it's see kind of like knowing where my limit like not limit but in the yeah, sense of like, limit. can I ask 
to this be yeah yeah like, yeah that's what like I'm yeah I, I get what you mean um and I feel like as a patient it is your right to advocate for your needs like yeah. and you should be advocating for your needs so how like I just think about that's an interesting it's funny thought. because um my mom my mom has gone through every appointment every you know down part mm-hmm. of my life especially with my health um she's always there for every uh, infusion medication every you know and she never she's never seen the healthcare side so it, for her mm-hmm. it's like she doesn't get to see and live the things that i've seen and lived and so she doesn't yeah. quite understand sometimes um in the sense of healthcare like how crazy it gets and so for me i'm very more patient i'm like mom like it's okay like like, yeah. Trust me, yeah. they have a lot of things going on. Like we can ask for later. We can, um, I not in the sense that I uh, kind of suck it up, but I'm like, no, I'm understanding. Like, like you, you handle that yeah. patient first. Like, let you, let me come. I'm the easiest <laughs> one there. Like, trust me. Yeah. You know, and and I think even that I'm older, I've always been able to advocate for myself. I've always been like, this is like how I'm feeling. This is you know, and not a lot of families get to have that within a patient to be able to understand Mm -hmm. you know what they're going through um so I myself being in both understand how hard it is to be a nurse and how hard it is to be a doctor and go through like all those things and and so I kind of see the more like I want me to be like the last person your last patient that they have to worry about you know and I think that's kind of it's a good and bad thing because it's like, of course, my health has to come first. But yeah, in a sense, I'm really like, no, like you worry about those patients first and then I come. <laughs> and so and I think of that's course, I don't wish for down. a patient experience, but I do. I'm just glad that we're talking about this because I as a healthcare worker, I do want to understand like how hard it is for the patient. How hard is it? to how hard is it to sit in the emergency room for this long? How hard is it to have these appointments every week? How hard is it to make appointments? Like even talking, even talking to patients and listening that like, and understanding that they're making appointments months out, they're doing things like, like everything is so difficult to get to. They have to change their medicine that they needed and insurance just denied it on the day that they needed it. And I think that just, just hearing these stories from patients really helps just with that perspective too. Yeah, definitely. I, I've been on the, you know, with that backside of like my medication gets denied or my insurance doesn't cover it. You know, I've waited yeah. in those long waiting rooms. And um, so it's in the beginning before I worked in healthcare, it was like, man, like, why does it take forever? Like, like yeah. you know, like, and I see the parents' frustration and I understand their frustration, Yeah, but also yeah. working on the other end, like, I understand the frustration of, you know, trying to accommodate to everybody, trying to do your best and your 100% for each patient and parent and family, you know, and I think... And understanding that as healthcare workers, we're also like, man, why is it taking so long? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, we're, we're asking the we're same the question. Same. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like... Sometimes I wish that people can see both sides and, you know, but yeah. you know, that's not, not, that's not life. Like people yeah. can't always live both sides of the story. And I'm kind of glad that I get to share my experiences on both sides in a sense. Yeah. 
And just raising awareness for it, I think, is huge. And being able to hear people like you talk about their experience as a patient or experience working in healthcare. Um, so I would love to talk a little bit about um, you being a registration rep, maybe some things that you've learned working as a registration rep. I don't know, like, how much, like, you would want to share with that. But yeah, of course. what has working as, as a registration rep, like, taught you? Uh, I'm definitely on my toes a lot of the time, especially in the ED. Um, I've had to learn to like accommodate to different situations and um, being with someone with MS, it's always like you really chose a career where you're stressed all the time. You know? <laughs> and so it's like, I'm like, yes, I'm stressed, but I, I'm also doing something good. Um, even mm -hmm. though I'm not in the, the, in the sense like a, medical like nursing or doctor position um I still get to go through and you know see a lot of medical emergencies and you know mm -hmm. kind of be a part on helping those situations like you know kind of even talking to the parents and doing my part of uh registration um I feel like I've even had parents like ask me like these questions where I feel like I can answer and kind of give them a better understanding, especially not being on the, the, the nursing side. Like I can give them an understanding of mm. kind of an outside. Like you person. can kind of be yeah. like the middleman. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I've, I, you know, I've done it before where I've had to be like, Hey, like this is why it takes so long. Like I get it. It's frustrating and I'm so sorry, yeah. but you know, it's going to get better. They're doing their best. And, and so as a registration rep, um, I've, you know, learned to change or adapt to different situations. And I've definitely had to learn how to be more patient with parents, oh. especially because you meet so many yeah. different people, so many different cultures, um, speak so many different languages. So it's not just like working with patients itself. You have to have interpreters, you have to have, you know, so it's like there's so many things that come with working in the ER. And also as a registration rep, you know, um, making sure that you are on point with everything that you do. Everything has to be meticulous. Everything has to be to, you know, dot your I's, yeah. cross your T's type of thing. So for me being, I started that job at 19. So now that I'm 20 years old, I'm one of the young, youngest. Um, oh, wow. You know, That's awesome. And I think one of the youngest in the ED. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love, I'm very curious to ask you, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions that patients have about registration? Like, or even about insurance? Like, what do you think are like the top two biggest misconceptions that they have? Um, one would have to be, oh, that's hard. Um, uh, let's see. Like, because I feel like if I'm in the emergency room, I'm stressed out because I feel like I have an emergency. And then I'm like, oh, no, I know nothing about my insurance. Like, oh, yeah, a lot of so, it, you know, it's it's hard sometimes to have to go in there in tough situations. And, you know, mm, um, I bet where the patient is not doing so well and you have to be able to have like, you know, not this like I like it's not bugging me, but like kind of like, you know, this is my job. I have to go in there. I have to speak with mom. I have to get what I need, you know. And, yeah. and so you have to a lot of times we'll have parents where like, 
you know, like, you're just here to take my money. Like, this is all. And it's like, it's not just that. It's like the insurance pays for any treatments, any medications. It pays for what you're here to get done, you know. And so a lot of people don't understand that. So that's, you know, I guess one of the things that mm-hmm. parents don't quite understand with insurance or registration rep is that, like, we're here to help you guys. Like, we're here to yeah. support you in any way we can. Even if you don't have insurance, you know, we do, uh, we try to do a good job in trying to get you help if you, you don't have these resources to help you guys. And mm. so I think parents have that bad misconception that we're just there to take their money for no reason. Yeah. yeah. You probably come in and sometimes feel like the bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> or you, you, they look at you like the bad guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And it's like at that time, it's like, oh, we're just we're just here to, to, to rob them of something while they're dealing with something horrible, you know. And mm-hmm. it's not really the case. We're here to help them in any way we can. And if that's, you know, with insurance, with um, just – kind of lending a year sometimes like we can walk in and the parent will sit and vent and that's okay too and we kind of have to learn how to to deal with all these different situations and some parents Mm -hmm. are like try to see us as a bad guy or sometimes see us as like we're just not in a sense in the medical area to help them so they can get a little frustrated with us in that sense I bet you have the way of the entire frustration with all of America's healthcare system on your back when you walk in sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, because you feel like you you like the pressure's on, like you don't know yeah. whether it's gonna be sad parent, bad parent, um, yeah, you know, grieving. It it, it, it happens, you know, it, with every registration round, we get to see a little bit of everything and get to witness like either crazy stories or the you know, like stories that you that are really hard or sometimes a little easier to understand and it's like you never know what you're walking into Mm. how how has your perspective on insurance and everything changed since you've started working as a registration rep um I well like in the sense of like I I'm more patient like I understand like like what they come in for, like in the beginning, I'm like, why, why are these people coming in for like, why, why do they yeah. gotta know? Like, isn't it? And it's funny because I get everything. Don't you have my information in the system? Don't you know these <laughs> things? And it's like, now that I work on the other side, like I, I get why the parents are so like, why are you doing, what do you need this for? Like, yeah. I get that. And I also understand like, this is a way of us making sure that your information is always to date, making sure that, um, things get sent to the right areas um, and you don't have to deal with the other problems that are, you know, filling problems or having to deal with getting contact with your insurance. Like we kind of try to make that process mm. easier for them. And so some parents don't see, you know, that, that we're trying to do our best to help. And as a patient, mm. like I've come to understand more as to why we need that, you know, and I've, you know, I've seen other hospitals and how their insurance process works. You know, some of them, they need that right away because they need to be able to approve medications that are needed right then and there. You know, mm. so it's, it's a very important process for patients, hospital and, you know, nursing to make sure that these things are done correctly and approved. Yeah. Along with everything else. Yeah, along with everything else. I think it's just really great to hear you talk about your experience and your perspective working in healthcare, because I think that the key to things 
changing is really bringing awareness for them and like talking about them. And like, I also want to do another whole episode just about like price transparency and like the best way to approach insurance in the ED. Like, I think that would be a great episode just because it's just really important to be able to understand both perspectives because both perspectives are really difficult and both perspectives face huge challenges and I think that it's really great to hear you just share that and share that you and share how big of an impact the nurse has had on you and share that that encourages you to go into healthcare. and I think yeah I, I definitely think listening um, especially a lot of patients will always have stories. They're always going to want someone to talk to. And even if you don't quite understand what someone's going through or the situation they're having, just lending an e- a year is, is always, you know, mm-hmm. it's really great for people going through things like that. And starting it off like, hey, we're both here for your health. So let's do this together. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing everything. Well, thank I, you for having me. I just feel when I talk to someone who's had an experience as a patient, I just feel like like it's important to keep remembering that and keep reminding yourself of that. And I think it's just great to bring awareness to these perspectives, especially yours, because you work in healthcare. And I I think you are going to be the best nurse ever. So thank you. I wish you the best on your journey to becoming a nurse. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me being able to share my experience as a healthcare worker and a patient itself. I feel like both parties can learn, you know, both sides and learn yeah. a little bit about um, how to handle situations like that and how to even respond with, you know, being a patient and being a healthcare worker and not to shy away with working in healthcare because I think some people are fear and hide away from you know even wanting to go into a career like that because yeah the other side that they've seen you know there's two sides of every story like they say and we're learning how to advocate for ourselves as providers and patients and mm-hmm. where the best meeting of those two minds is yeah definitely <laughs>